Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham Scott, physically distancing as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, I'm back. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> another back. Wednesday. Where did, you, where did you go? What do you mean you're back? Oh, I'm I'm back on the pod, getting ready to ready to go. You know, yeah. getting ready to talk some curling. We we were sort of thinking, uh, boy, what's going on today? We're not sure. So we've come up with an idea that we talked a little bit about last week. Yes. Uh, we previously simulated the men's world championship, and we thought we got to simulate the women's, right? Yeah, you have to. And I, as I said last week, I think one of the reasons why it didn't occur to us is that the women's was right when everything started in North America, that the cancellations, the shutdowns, everything happened right away. And mm -hmm. we we didn't have a chance to do it in the moment. Whereas with the men's simulation, we kind of did in the moment a little bit of when the men's would have been. So we, we kind of just missed that in the rush of everything going on. Because you might forget that the teams were there. The teams traveled to, where was it in BC? I, I can't remember. Prince George. In Prince George. They were all there ready to go. And then that's when the event was canceled. So it was really right then. So we thought now is a great time with the sober light of four months to look back on it, to do the simulation. So I know Scott, for the men's simulation, you did a, what I would consider a rather sophisticated mathematical equation to do the simulation. What have you done this time? Uh, th this time I, I copied somebody else's work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, so we talked a little bit about it. Ken Pomeroy, who is probably most famous for his college men's college basketball rankings uh, is a sort of statistical sports sports stat, stats kind of guy and a few weeks ago he put out, put out a website called doubletakeout.com and as part of it he's come up with men's and women's uh, world curling rankings so he goes into some of his methodology on his second blog post, um, one of the things that he talked about at the beginning was he found some betting odds for the Scotties. And uh, Northern Ontario was plus 3,000 uh, to to win, so basically 30 to 1. Wow. That's win, a good value which, bet. Which, yeah, is sort of what his point was. That's insane because Kristen McCarville's been to the playoffs like the last three or four times she's been to the Scotties. So uh, what came into that? And then that sort of prompted him to look at uh, order of merit rankings things as uh, difficult to use when comparing teams because it doesn't take into account like teams that play more, they'll earn more points. Right. Right. So uh, he's been able to come up with a, a ranking, a rating. Uh, I won't go into all the details. You can read it at uh, doubletakeout.com. So, but, but what goes into it are, the opponents in a game, so how good your opponents are, uh, also on this ranking. Uh, the outcome of the game, 
uh, and when the game was played. So, right, because that matters. Because if you're playing like a win over Rachel Holman in the first draw of an event in a place she's never been, and you're the home team at that club and played on the ice that same ice like two hours earlier. Uh, it's a different, like it's different, right? Situation matters in terms of contextualizing how impressive a victory is or is not. Right. And sometimes when looking back at a victory, it will become more impressive than it was in the moment. Say sure. a, a team like Brendan Botcher sort of coming out of, out of nowhere in their second briar, right at the beginning of that briar, maybe a win over them wouldn't have been as impressive as we would think of it now. Right. So this model actually does dynamically change the weight of a win uh, versus some other models like ELO that don't. Right. So uh, all this to say, if you go onto the rankings, there's a, a top 100 of both men and women. If you click on any one of the teams, it'll give a percentage chance of that team beating one of the other teams based on these rankings makes sense so for example so for example anna hasselberg is the number one team in the country you click on her every team below her there's a percent chance of winning and for every team below her it's a greater than 50 percent chance of winning hmm. because she is the number one team so she would be favored against everybody that makes sense I mean, she's Makes the sense. best. She's the best team in the world. Yeah. So, uh, so on and so forth. You go through. I took the field for the women's and I plugged those percent chances of beating the other teams. Yep. Into uh, a little simulation, and when we did the men's, I rolled a hundred-sided dice ten times to determine the outcome of one match. Yes, you did. In this instance, I wanted it to be like maybe a little more random. A little more fun. I just did one random number simulation for each game, Ooh. and that determined the winner of the game. So, because uh, the more numbers you add into that, it's the more it's going to favor the better team. Right. That makes. So sense. I just thought let's let's try to have some fun with this and and see. So, wh why don't we go through and we'll talk about all the teams yes. that are in this? Yeah, because we might and then. Yeah, and then we'll get to uh, so the round robin results. Yeah, so let's go in the uh, order of the rankings uh, that the World Curling Federation has for these teams in the order of merit. And then you, Scott, you can say where it ranked on the Pomeroy rankings so that we, we see how the two things aren't necessarily, or how the World Curling rankings are not necessarily an accurate reflection of all the context that is put into the Pomeroy rankings, as you said. Yeah, let's uh, let's see how it goes. All right, so let's start. You mentioned Anna Hasselberg. She is ranked number one in the world uh, out of Sweden, and I assume that she is number one in Pomeroy as well. Yes, that's right. Okay, so number two. Now these are sorry, these are our member f associations, I should say. So number two, South Korea is number two listed here. They This year, they were going to be represented by Gim Unchi. Uh, so a, a bit of a different team than what we're used to for South Korea. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe may a bit of a surprising win at those uh, Koreans for Gim Unchi. Ranked at number 24 in the world. Notably, there's two other Korean teams ahead of them, and that's... Uh, 
both the Kims, Yun Jung, and Minji. Right. Uh, so that would ahead. account so, for their member association being so high. Yes. Yes. So third member association listed here, Canada, of course, Carrie Anderson, that very memorable final in the Scotties against Rachel Holman, giving up a steal in the 10th, but coming back with the clutch draw in the 11th to win out of Gimli, Manitoba. Yeah, and Carrie Anderson ranked number three on these rankings here. Uh, most notably, they've played the most games against other teams in the top 10 of these rankings. They're 17 and 10 on the year in a big 27 games against top 10 competition. And that makes sense, just the number of games they have to play. In addition to what someone like Anna Hasselberg would get out on the Grand Slams, Kerry Anderson's going to get that in the provincial playdowns and obviously in the Scotties mm -hmm. as well to, to boost that number. Uh, number four, the number four member association, that is Switzerland. A little surprising to me on that. And that, of course, is Elena Stern. Yes, Elena Stern uh, beat out Silvana Tiranzoni to win the Swiss championship this year. They're ranked number 13 on these team rankings here. Number 13 in the world. Yeah. And they were, if you remember, we actually did a preview episode of the Women's Worlds before it was canceled. My winner pick. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, the next... I, I can't remember that. That's, we should, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, good. I'm sure the picks are somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure one of us wrote them down. Uh, next up, the next member, so member association listed in the rankings is Japan. Old favorite of the show, Satsuki Fujisawa and her squad from Kurosawa. Yeah, Suzuki Fujisawa, number 10 on the rankings here. Uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good, and pretty close to the number 11 team who we'll get to. Yes, uh, number six on the member association ranking. This is Russia, and it's Alina Kovaleva and her team out of St. Petersburg. Alina Kovaleva. Probably higher than you would expect, ranked number seven in the world based on these rankings. That is pretty impressive because we don't see them much. Yeah, only five and six against teams in the top 10, but uh, 17 and nine against 11 to 25 and 30, 34 and five against 25 plus. So they take care of business yes. against those they're supposed to be. Uh, number seven is Scotland, and this year represented by Eve Muirhead, making her way back to the World Championship after, of course, losing last year's Scottish Championship to Sophie Jackson. Yes, uh, making their way back in fine form and ranked number 11. Okay. Number so just behind Fujisawa. Yeah. Number eight on the member association rankings, the Americans. This is Nina Roth's team. But Tabitha Peterson stepped in with Nina Roth out of action this season. I believe that was a, a pregnancy, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Tabitha Peterson came in, and this team just turned into a house of fire. Uh, yeah, Sean, this team. So this is where these rankings are maybe overvaluing a little bit, uh, the recency stuff. Uh, they're ranked number two overall. Since Tabitha Peterson took over as Skip, there is a ranking of Nina Roth, on here at number 21 yeah but uh I, that's that's before tabitha took over a skip so right 27 yeah. and 6 on the year that's it's impressive 
it's re- yeah. like it's really impressive what they were able to do with that change in lineup and I, I don't think that is a reflection on Nina Roth just I want to put that out there it's just this team just figured something out and have had a great year mm-hmm. uh, number nine the Chinese team out of Beijing it's Han Yu so Han Yu and her team from China as you mentioned ranked number 42 on here and that that's a, a product of not playing maybe as much as some of the other teams ahead of them. Yeah. Uh, a team that does play a little more that, well, I don't know. I'm curious to see what their total number of games is, is the Danish team. This is Mathilde Hals. I, I know I say so that all the time, but. Yeah, I think it's Halse. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so they're not on the top 100. Okay. But I did find uh, their stats and ratings. Uh, so the rating is under 10. Uh, I think 10 as a rating is the around number 100. And uh, Anna Hasselberg is 13.17. So everything is sort of in between those. Okay. Uh, so they're not ranked, but they do have a 9.86 rating. Behind them in the world rankings are the member association rankings. The Czech Republic this year, Anna Kubiskova coming back to the world championship with her team out of Prague. Yeah. Always nice to see them. Uh, number 67, Kubiskova. At number 12 in the member association rankings, old favorite from Germany, Daniela Jentsch. Uh Daniela Jentsch and her team, uh, pretty, pretty solid lineup. Uh, they're ranked number 32 right in the middle of the pack here. And finally, rounding out the field, the Italian squad from Cortina d'Empeza, which will be part of hosting a world championship soon. The Olympics. Or the Olympics, excuse me. Yeah, the 2026 Olympics. It'll be a home game, if they're still playing, for Veronica <laughs> Zappone. And Veronica Zappone has the exact same team rating as Anna Kubiskova. Okay. Uh, so they're ranked 68. All right. So there you have it. Those are the teams that are in the field, all 13 of them. And uh, just as a reminder, there are, uh, or there is a new format from the World Championships over the past couple of years. Six teams will make the playoffs after a full round robin. Top two teams get a bye to the semifinals. Three plays six, four plays five. So, Scott, you've already simulated the round robin. What happened? So maybe it's not as much a surprise after we just mentioned all the teams, but there was a clear number one in the field, a team finishing 11-1. and Who do you think it is, Sean? I guess you can see it. Oh, yes, (laughs) I, I, I can see the document. But going into it, I would have thought Anna Hasselberg. And sure. I don't think anyone would argue with me that Anna Hasselberg would come in and dominate a world championship field because she's done it before. And for as good as Carrie Anderson and her team is first time at a world championship for them. And you have, again, you have really great teams here, but just in the eye test, Anna Hasselberg is the sort of the top, the, the cream of the crop in this field. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, they didn't bring their their luck this week. Uh, Tabitha Peterson and Team USA, Sean, eleven and one. Very impressive. Their one loss They're... was to who? To Canada. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Carrie Anderson dealt them their only blemish of the week. 
And I guess then coming in behind Team USA is the clear head. We have three teams tied, Sean, at nine and three. Wow. Uh, so including that aforementioned Team Canada. Yeah. Uh, we also have Anna Hasselberg, who, you know, we would expect to be uh, at that kind of level. For sure. And Eve Muirhead and Team Scotland. Yeah, that's. I think that stands to reason. Again, in, in this field, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised by that as a top four for as much as I did pick Elena Stern and the Swiss team. I don't think you could look at that as a top four in a field and say, no, like that that's wrong. And, you know, that those are four exceptional teams. And arguably the four top or four of the top teams in the world you know, Rachel Holman's yeah. going to argue with you. I don't think you could say the top four teams in the world. You know, there are some teams that are going to argue with you who aren't in this field about that, but yeah, no complaints on that. Yeah, they're definitely in the conversation at the very minimum. So, yeah. uh, so, so what, so what, what happens do... here? Because that second place is, as we said, that's important. So what happens? Right. So uh, the first tiebreaker when there's two teams is head to head. When there's three teams, they look at the head-to-head -head amongst those three teams. And lucky for us, we didn't have to go to draw shot challenge, which would have been <laughs> a nightmare. Uh, so amongst those three teams, there was a team that was 2-0, and oh, a team that was 1-1, one and, one, and a team that was 0-2. Oh okay. So uh, breaking the tie, the team that went 2-0 and oh was Scotland. Scotland getting big wins over both Sweden and Canada gives them the second place the second place position wow and and that buy a big that, that's the... a big buy right there especially in this sort of as you're simulating it the fewer chances to get bit by the randomization bug the better yes yes uh and and sort of the the crapshoot that single elimination can can give so uh canada canada gets the third place position by virtue of going one and two in those games, as I mentioned, they lost to Scotland, but they did beat Sweden and Anna Hasselberg. And Anna Hasselberg lost both to Canada and Scotland. Scotland yeah. So finishes in fourth place. So this just seems like bad luck for Anna Hasselberg to lose to the Americans, the Canadians, and the Scots in this when she would have been favored in those games. Yes. Well, she would have been favored in every game. So Yeah. So to, yeah, lose, so to a... lose three total compared to some of the other teams she she ran into some worse luck in this yeah and, and especially in that scotland game she was favored uh at 72.9 percent to win right so uh, uh yeah that's sort of the one that she might look back and say oh boy i wish i could have done it but you know we saw the european championship final uh eve took anna down to her very last rock so right. uh, no surprise really uh, all, right. all right, so that's the top four. Yeah, so who uh, who are the Canadians going to be, or sorry, who are the Swedes going to be playing with the Swedes in fourth place? Who are they going to be playing in that quarterfinal? So that'll be Team Japan and Suzuki Fujisawa. They finish eight and four in our simulation. Uh, they had losses to Sweden, U.S., Canada, and Switzerland. So they Wins beat the teams else. they should have. Right. Just again, in, in, in not just in a simulation, but in the as yeah. you look at this in a handicap in the field, those are the teams that if you look at Japan, 
they lose to them, okay, they have to take care of business against the other teams. That's where they've kind of gotten in trouble in the past uh, mm -hmm. with Team Fujisawa. And in this simulation, they take care of business against the teams that they need to take care of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, then, Sean, we end up with a bit of a mess. Uh, we we saw this a few years ago. Teams finishing six and six, yeah, making the playoffs. There was three teams, Sean, tied at six and six, That's in a, a tie teams. for that sixth position. Uh, a lot of teams. So the teams that we have are Germany, Russia, and Korea. Okay. So lucky for us again, the so three-way tiebreak is broken. Well, but who? That's draw shot challenge. Who, who drew no, the is, button the best? No, this is head to head because because it, if you can break the tie with head to head, you do that first. Oh, okay. So uh, Germany finished two and zero against Russia and Korea. They beat both of them. So okay. by virtue of beating both of them, they get that number six spot. Russia finishes in seventh place due to finishing one and one against. Yeah. Uh, against these teams and Korea lost to both of them. So they'll take the eighth spot. That's, that's a lucky break for the Germans because, you know, we say we haven't mentioned China yet. So they're out of the playoffs. They lose to China, which whenever you lose to teams that are below you in the table, it's, it, it could be almost a death blow for your playoff chances. That's right. But they had big wins against uh, Russia, as we mentioned, but uh, also Canada. Yeah. Uh, Danielle Yanch getting a big when I could see your team uh, shed a few tears after after that one, getting a big <laughs> hug it, and uh, a little bit of tears. So uh, congratulations to them for making the playoffs. Let's run down real quick the rest of the teams. Uh, Switzerland, Elena Stern finished five and seven, tied with China, also at five and seven. Uh, Italy finishes two and ten, and Czech Republic and Denmark both finish one and eleven. So, so that's how you get Sean. Three, that's how you get three teams at nine wins and another team at eleven. Is you got these teams at the bottom that were three teams at the bottom that were basically free wins for everybody else. Yeah, exactly. And so I guess maybe we can talk after we finish this about uh, uh, who's going to guarantee their spot at the Olympics. But basically, every team that's made the playoffs has now guaranteed their spot uh, in Beijing in 2022. Is that right? Yeah. So that, well, in the 2021 version of this, yeah, the, those playoff teams would have guaranteed their playoff spot plus China because of their hosting. So you had seven spots accounted for. The big one here, I think, would be Germany getting in. And that means that the South Koreans, the Russians, and the Swiss, those are three teams that would all expect to be in the Olympics, I think, especially the Swiss. Yeah, especially and the Swiss. having to go to that last chance qualifier. It'll be interesting to see just in general who ends up representing Switzerland in the world championship next year. And if that team doesn't make the playoffs, if they are swapped out for the last chance qualifier. But I think, mm -hmm. yeah, th those three countries would be, they would expect to be in the Olympics for sure. Absolutely. And, and China, uh, we should mention, automatically qualifies, right? So. Yes, I believe I did mention that. Oh, I wasn't listening. Cool. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let's set it up. We've got uh, our playoffs. Third place, Canada 
versus Germany in sixth, and Sweden versus Japan. Which one do you want to roll first, Sean? So let's roll the 4-5, the Swedish-Japanese matchup. So if I'm looking at your numbers here, Scott, Sweden, and not just looking at the numbers, just what I would expect, Sweden is a favorite. Yeah, Sweden is favored. Uh, so when we did the men's, I, I added a bit for the result of the round-robin matchup. Yeah, and right, last uh, rock, I gave, too. Yeah, so I gave a plus 5% to... Uh, I gave it to whoever won the head-to-head matchup. I guess I guess uh, I should change it for the Canadian one then. But uh, anyway, so I added 5 percentage points in the chance of victory to that. Yep. And... So we end up with a 76.1% chance to a 23.9% chance. Okay. So when you roll the die, anything that is 76 or below is Sweden? So I'm going to roll a thousand-sided die. Ooh. Okay. And 761 or below is a win for Sweden, and anything above is a win for Japan. All right. You have no idea how much I want it to be 761 to justify this ridiculous choice of going to a thousand side die just to get to the first decimal point. This sounds amazing, right? Yeah. All right. My my mouse is over the roll button. All right. Go for it. Uh, 229. Okay. So it's a Sweden win. And with the number being that low, probably in eight ends. It might have been, yeah. It might have been a bit of a uh, a walk over here. So uh, we'll get them winning. We so, get yeah, Sweden. So Anna Hasselberg into the semifinal because of the uh, the bracket. We'll have them playing Scotland. And then we'll have the winner of the Canada-Germany game playing the Americans. Uh, actually, it's not how the bracket works. It's, uh, it's just... Uh, a remnant from before. So oh, Sweden will actually so Sweden, Sweden will actually face either, either Scotland Canada, or the USA. Yeah. yeah. So it depends on the matchup or the win of this other matchup between the Canadians and the Germans. So let's go there, Scott. What are the odds? So what I've done, uh, the odds going into the tournament that Canada would win this game is 82.5%. Germany won the head-to-head. Yep. So I will add 5% to them. But then I will take five percent away because Canada has the hammer in this uh, in this game, so yeah. it'll stay the same. The odds will stay the same. All right, I think that's fair. So eighty-two point five, uh, so it'll be eight hundred twenty-five or below. Okay. Will be Canada, and anything above will not. All right. As let's I roll do it. again. One six four. Okay, so the Canadians moving on, and because they finished third, they will play the Scottish side who of course beat them in the round Robin Sweden and Anna Hasselberg will go on to play Tab the Peterson and the 11 and one American team. So those four teams will make up the final four. Not really surprising as we talked about in just the, the standing side of it to see those four teams standing tall, right, Scott? Exactly. Uh, we definitely expected these four teams. I believe these were uh, our picks, or pretty close. 
I'm, I found our picks. So. Yeah, they were closest. So I'll, I'll run down the picks. This guy gets the, the odds for the next round. In the preview episode, Scott picked Anna Hasselberg in Sweden to win. Her or His other playoff picks were Canada, Japan, and Scotland. So all of those hit. So, so far, Scott is 4-4 four four on his picks for four points. I picked the Swiss to win, as I mentioned. I also had Scotland, Canada, and Sweden in the playoffs. So I have three points. So regardless of what happens here in the playoffs, Scott has won in the simulation because I cannot get the additional winner point because my winner didn't make the playoffs, whereas Scott's winner is still in the playoffs. So he could actually beat me 5-3, to three, beat me by two points, which he needs because during the season I trounced him in the picks. So <laughs> the additional point would be very useful, Scott. Yes, it would be very useful. Very, very <laughs> useful. So uh, let's set up then our semifinal matchups, Sean. We have uh, Team USA and Tabitha Peterson taking on Sweden and Anna Hasselberg. I will give the um, the edge here in this uh, in this game. I'll give plus five points percentage points to USA for having the hammer and having won against Sweden in the round robin. So that ups their percentage chance to 52.3. So this is going to be a real tight matchup. Yeah. 52.3% to 47.7. Yeah. Now the two rolls we've had have been pretty low. Yeah, but it's totally random. So it really doesn't mean anything. It's true. Sequencing, sequencing doesn't matter. I, I know. But, uh, you know, like odds of, Odds are likely that high numbers do, right? Right. So, uh, <laughs> so, so let's go with it. What is it? Who wins? Who wins? It is four thirty-six. Four thirty-six. So close. So that's Team USA. Yeah. Winning. Not a lot of room to spare on that one, but uh, Tabitha Pearson and her team keeps this amazing run going. And Nina Damn. Roth continues to get nervous. <laughs> what uh, what happens with her team uh, as as they continue to win? So a uh, very impressive victory there. That means Scott that in the points picks, you or the picks and the points, you do not get the additional winner points. So the final for Dang. the women's world curling championship will be you winning four to three. So let's move on to the other semifinal: Scotland playing Canada. Yeah, so Scotland, uh, it's maybe surprising. Canada at the beginning of the event would have been favored 65.5% to beat Eve Muirhead and Team Scotland. That seems like a lot to me. Yeah, I, I think so. But so, again, Eve Muirhead for a while, you know, she struggled with injuries, new lineup this year. They didn't play quite as much. So in terms of, of the subjective ranking, or the attempt of an objective ranking, uh, I could see how they would be punished a little within that because of what their schedule was. So uh, even given that, we're going to add 5% chance to them to win because they're going to have Hammer and they beat Canada in the uh, round robin. So yes. it's up to 395 to 60.5% chance. So okay. 395 and below. Is Scotland. Okay. And here we go. Roll that dice. Oh, Sean, we got 
34. Ooh. Wow. Eve Muirhead wins. Yeah. Are you sure this is a thousand side die and not a 500 side die? Uh, yes. <laughs> so Eve Muirhead gets the win over Carrie Anderson. Carrie Anderson's first trip to the world championship. She will have to settle for the bronze medal game against Anna Hasselberg. It will be a tall task, though. So in the final, we have the Americans against the Scots. Sweden, Canada, as I said, in the bronze. So I test. I don't know if I would have gotten to an American Scottish final in 2020 in the way I would think about it. But, you know, the numbers don't lie and the simulation gets us to this point. And Sweden, Canada, those are two teams that are probably in, in real world scenario would not be satisfied getting to the bronze medal game for, for either of them. I think, you know, Anna Hasselberg as someone who all she needs to do to cap off the career is win that world championship. I, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for, for her if she gets to these bronze medal, bronze medal games, but you know, it, it, this is what it is. And on the Canadian side, Kerry Anderson, they are a world-class team, obviously, and a team that is capable of winning a world championship. Maybe in a first trip to a world championship event, you're not as disappointed making the bronze medal game because you have that experience of being there. Different when you're wearing the, the Canada jersey, all the players say that. So maybe a little different there for her, but overall you would expect that those two teams would have gone to Prince George with the expectation of winning this event. So... Let's get into the bronze medal match. And what are the odds now, Scott? So uh, the odds on this one, Sweden against Canada. Sweden came in 58.7% chance to uh, 41.3 for Canada. I'm going to... This is wrong. Yeah, so you're giving the five points to Canada for not only winning in the round robin, but because of that victory and their higher mm -hmm. ranking in the table, they would also start the game with the hammer. That's right. That's right. So their odds jump up to 43 or 46.3%. So a pretty even matchup here yeah. with Anna Hasselberg. All right. So what, what numbers are you assigning to each team? Uh, so I'm going to take the top team uh, on the top line here. So it's going to be 537 Okay. for Anna Hasselberg and the rest for Canada. Right. That's uh, sort of how we did it for the ones before. I just took whatever team was on the top line. It it doesn't really matter. It could no. Like it's all random. So yeah. So uh, anything but if anyone's... 587 or below Sweden is your bronze medalist. No, 537 or 537 below. 537 or below, excuse me. Yes, and I'll click the roll. 838. Eight. Ooh, Canada. Coming through, Carrie Anderson is your 2020 Women's World Curling Bronze Medalist. Congratulations. Oops. They're going nuts in Gimli. <laughs> Big time going nuts in Gimli. So uh, congratulations there. Uh, uh, pretty unlikely that we'd see Anna Hasselberg not win a medal. But, uh, yeah. you know, that them's the breaks when it comes to random chance. For sure. So uh, let's head over to the gold medal game. The Americans and the Scottish team. 
this should be fun. The Americans are favored. They were favored coming into the week. They get the last end, or excuse me, the, the hammer in the first end bump. So what are the odds now, Scott? So after the adjustments, uh, the USA has got a 72.7% chance of winning, Sean. Wow. That's, yeah. Uh, Who would have thought? It's pretty high. None of us picked. Uh, none of us picked USA to even make the playoffs. We, we did not. So uh, so let's get into it. Anything seven twenty-seven or below, and Tabitha Peterson is your world champion. Rolling the dice. Seven. Seven. Whoa. Five. Seven, seven, five. It's Eve Muirhead. Eve Muirhead with her first world cha- Is this her first world championship? I believe it's her second. Second. Excellent. Wow. Eve Muirhead. What a, what a story. After coming off the injury, missing so much time, changing the lineup, just a, a wonderful story for Eve Muirhead to come out and win the 2020 Women's World Curling Championship. Yeah, uh, just a great story. Great story. I, After what happened to her in the Europeans, that devastating loss, uh, coming back and putting it all together, uh, sort of grinding through a difficult week and getting that second world championship, following up the one in 2013 in Riga, yeah. of course, where she beat uh, Rachel Homan in the semifinal, I think. Uh yeah, just great. I'm I'm happy for Eve and I'm happy for Scotland. For sure. And that kind of puts almost a, a bit of a cap on her career now. Uh, another world championship to go along with her four world junior curling championships. She has a Olympic medal. So now she'll be looking for just that gold medal in the Olympics to get that. I don't know what they call it. Gushu's the one that has I think the only one who has it. Um yeah. Maybe, maybe Russ Howard, too, and I guess Mark Nichols of winning all the things from juniors, Olympics, seniors, all that kind of stuff. So uh, congratulations to Eve Muirhead and Team Scotland for their victory in the Game of Stones 2020 World Championship simulation. Yeah, uh, congratulations. That was great. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to reach out to uh, Ken Palm a little bit more. Uh, talk to him about his ranking system and everything that goes into it, and maybe we'll I'll see if I can get him on the pod. That might be interesting. Yeah, it'd be fun to talk or, about the numbers and how he puts it together. Yeah, or it might be super boring and people could listen to it as they go to sleep. <laughs> well, either way, it's a win. <laughs> either, either way, it's a win. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Scott, thank you for putting all that together. Uh, no problem, man. Well done. And uh, that'll do it for this week. Let us know who you think would have won the world championships. And if you missed our men's world championship simulation, you can head back in the feed. It is there from April. And you can see uh, what would have happened on the men's side. And we'll go into a little more detail on some of the math of it, too, if you're interested in that. So that'll do it. We'll be back next week. But... Before we're back on the podcast feed, we'll be back on Facebook Live, not only with our regular Monday chat with the guys from Rocks Across the Pond, which this week was uh, interesting, a lot of drama on the feed, Scott. Uh, I had to go. Ryan had to go. A lot of questions. You drank uh, oat milk. Jonathan taught us all about what, uh, where he's going on vacation and 
what what was the thing called? I don't even remember. A mukbang. A mukbang. What what the, what that is? There was so much going on on the feed uh, this week. Uh, so we're going to be back on Monday with that at the normal time at five Eastern. But Sunday, August the second at twelve thirty Eastern time, we're going to be doing another roundtable about diversity and curling, and we'll be talking with Carrie Galusha and Andrew Paris on the show about their experiences within the sport and what we can all do to make the sport more inclusive and more representative of, of the society in which we all live. So if you're around, I know it's a long weekend in most of the country. I forgot that it was a long weekend because it's not one for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, Sunday, August the 2nd, 1230, through the Game of Stones Facebook page. Come check it out. Uh, you can certainly ask questions and engage with us during the show. So please do join us for that. If you can't be there, it'll be the episode next Wednesday, uh, audio only. Yeah, I think it'll be great uh, to continue the discussion on a very, very important topic that we got started a couple of months ago. Yeah, so please do join us for that. Uh, of course, if you can't be there and you want to submit a question or, or some comments to us, you can always reach out. Game of Stones podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Game of Stones Pod. You can find Scott at Scott Likes TV or I am at the Sean Graham. And if you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show so you make sure you get that episode and some of the other stuff that we have planned. You can go back through the feed and find Men's World Championship simulation. We talked about all sorts of stuff. We've talked a lot about COVID, the return to play guidelines with Curling Geek. We talked about what it's going to be like for the elite teams with Jill Officer and Kirk Meyer. So a lot of fun stuff over the past few months in the feed. So go check all that out. So, Scott, mm -hmm. we recorded this as Nate Pearson was making his Major League debut. Has I, I have no idea how it's gone so far. How has it gone in a word? Sum it up in a word. Solid. Okay. So, uh, so we're going to go check out the rest of that game. And we'll be back with you next week. But, of course, until then, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.